Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Want more control over your life? You need more control over your money. Hi, I'm Jean Chatsky, and that's why I started the Her Money Podcast. From understanding your money personality to taking steps to earn more, spend wisely, invest for tomorrow, and protect it all, I can help you get there. So join me. Subscribe to Her Money with Jean Chatsky wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, welcome to Emotional Badass, where Moxie meets Mindful. I'm your host, Nikki Eisenhower, life coach and psychotherapist. And on today's episode, I'm exploring and discussing gaslighting. Gaslighting. It's an often mentioned but rarely explained interpersonal phenomena. Coming to terms with gaslighting, understanding how, when, and why someone would gaslight me opened me up in ways I couldn't have imagined. And it gave me permission to deep dive into boundaries and healing. What I want you to understand if you're out there and you grew up with narcissism in the family, maybe abuse or neglect, inadequacy in parenting in the forms of ignorance, just not knowing what they didn't know, or what I call a pathological immaturity, because some adults are psychologically emotionally stuck at maturity levels that never surpass 12 to about 22 or 25 years old. Some of you out there have parents who tantrum at an even younger age in ways that are very much like a toddler. If you grew up with this kind of manipulation, this kind of emotional blackmail or gaslighting or abuse or neglect, I want you to begin this episode hearing me loud and clear that you, like me, are likely spongy. You may notice that you also gaslight others. If that's what you take from this episode, please take a deep breath and practice gratitude. Yes, gratitude. Because you now know what to work on. Because destructive communication, intimacy-damaging behavior that you may have learned how to do from family of origin, it is within your power to put down, to let go. Just like you have the power to scare yourself, you also have the power to shame yourself. You have the power to allow yourself to choose to revel in the healthiness of naming and knowing the struggle and gratitude for being willing to change it for yourself and everyone who currently loves you and who will love you in the future. I wouldn't be here talking about this if I didn't believe fully that it's changeable. Now, how do I know you can change it without knowing you personally? Maybe this is a random first episode for you, but if you have been a listener of the show, for five episodes, for 10, for 20, for all of them. No one is into my work who isn't willing to change. 
Because if you aren't willing to change, if you want to be the victim in your story instead of the hero, you will treat confront of self-development like I offer on this show, like a hot stove you never want to touch again versus a deep opportunity to grow into the life that you want, to grow into the person that you know you want to be and you're capable of being. You get to have the relationship that you want with yourself and with this life. It chokes me up because I think it's the saddest thing in the world to go through life believing that you cannot change what doesn't work for you. You can't change the, these emotional ways that we relate to ourselves and other people. It is so malleable if you just let it be. If you happen to discover that you are surrounded by people that are all too complacent in gaslighting, pretty much the same therapeutic advice, y'all, to take a breath and practice gratitude. For now you know, and now you can work to make the changes that can bring you more peace, self-security, and worth through healthy boundaries work. For any of you that have found Emotional Badass through our social media, remember to find Emotional Badass wherever you get podcasts and hit that subscribe button to get new episodes every single week. Now, listeners out there, we're all similar, but we're all different, right? Y'all may have some different perspectives and different experiences, and that's okay. This podcast is an invitation to expand understanding. It is my belief in the belief of evolutionary biologists and psychologists and evolutionary sociologists that humans have been learning primarily from passing down wisdom and knowledge through the sharing of stories. This is in part that as I look to venues for a live event that I want to have in the future, I want fire pits, y'all, because I want to recreate that experience where we sit around a fire and we share as our ancestors have done for millennia. This show, this episode, all the episodes, this is my sitting around the fire with you, sharing my hard-earned professional and personal wisdom. And this episode and all things, take what works for you and easily and simply toss the rest. So what is gaslighting? Let's get into it. You've probably heard the term gaslighting before. It's used all the time, all over in social media. Anybody talking about mental health is liable to use the term gaslighting. At its core, it's a form of emotional manipulation. It's a game. It's a power move, a power game created by the manipulator, and you aren't allowed the rules to that game. The goal of gaslighting is to get another person to question their own reality. And that's pretty heavy, and it's dark. Sometimes the manipulator is absolutely intentional and conscious of manipulating another person. Sometimes the manipulator has soaked up this gaslighting way of being and has no idea that they're putting effort into undermining the sanity of the other person. It's just a communication style they've grown up in and learned, and so they just repeat without self-examination. It's been said that anyone can be pushed to murder. I'll say that gaslighting can push nearly anyone into insanity. 
it can cause an absolute break from reality, what we tend to call psychosis, dissociation. Dissociation from self can happen just due to the stress of it. It can cause someone to lose their grip on themselves, on reality, on this life. The history of the word gaslighting comes from the old 1944 movie titled Gaslight. It stars Ingrid Bergman. Even if you don't know who that is, you maybe you've even heard her name, even if you're younger. Very famous actress. Charles Boyer is the main male character. And Angela Lansbury had her very first film role ever. And for you young people out there who maybe don't know her, maybe you watched Murder, She Wrote with your grandparents. That was Angela Lansbury. Maybe you remember the voice of the teapot in Disney's Beauty and the Beast. Angela Lansbury, she is a legend, y'all. She's passed away in the last few years. The movie Gaslight is available to stream on Amazon Prime and available to rent on YouTube right now. The movie is filmed in the 40s, but it's about the 1890s. And so that meant that the lighting was gas. Old gas lights were in homes pre-electricity. Now, the New Orleans girl in me loves these old gas lights. I mean, this reads as French Quarter to me. I think that's helped me remember this concept all these years. The main character's husband plays with her mind in many ways in the movie. He lightly flirts with Angela Lansbury's character, who is like a maid or a servant to the woman of the house, who's Ingrid Bergman. He flirts to undermine his wife's confidence. He flirts to keep distance between these two women so that they are on guard with each other. Better for him to mess with the mind of his wife with. This gaslighting behavior also works to block his wife from having ease developing a confidant in this maid, in this woman that is living in her home, who could and likely would help her reality test. And this would help her move away from his manipulations that make her feel like she's losing her mind. He plays his gaslighting game with her in many ways. The namesake of the movie, Gaslight, by turning off or turning on the gaslight. And his wife keeps walking into the room thinking, I swear I just turned that off. Why is it on? I, I just turned it off. Am I losing my mind? I must be going crazy. It's so powerful because it shows us how a very, very slight, tiny, in the grand scheme of things, minute, inconsequential thing a light being turned on and off, what could be simpler, has the power to make us feel crazy if we are in the presence of a gaslighter. Her husband would come in and go, what do you mean? That, that light wasn't on. You, you think you turned it on? It was off. Back and forth and back and forth, just playing with her mind. This is how gaslight became a psychological verb. He gaslit her. We still use this term today, 79 years later. Here's where gaslighting gets deeper and darker. Gaslighting isn't just about lying or deceiving. That's way too simple. A liar lies. 
And when you show them proof of being caught, they fold, y'all. A gaslighter doesn't fold. A gaslighter doubles down in the moment when a liar gives up on the lie. The liar's intention is just trying to cover their own ass in some kind of way. And it can be manipulative and all kinds of wrong, but it's about a desire to cover up something about themselves, a behavior they're embarrassed about. The gaslighter's intent, again, intentionally or subconsciously, is to chip away at your inner trust, to create instability internally in another person by replacing that person's self-trust of their own perceptions with doubt, confusion, fear, and overthinking into neurosis, into non-functioning. Gaslighting operates a lot like someone turning down the lights in a room very, very slowly, almost imperceptibly so, so gradually that you don't even realize it's getting dark. And if you look up from what you're reading or maybe a puzzle you're doing in that room, and if you say aloud to the other person in the room, hey, do you notice the light dimming in here? Is it getting darker? The liar might say, yes, I, I just thought you'd want it bright, but I really wanted it darker. I'm getting light sensitive due to a headache. Sorry. A gaslighter will say, no. What are you talking about? If anything, I, I think it's gotten brighter in here. Are you okay? Are you all right? Long-term listeners of the show will recognize me saying and teaching over and over and over again, you are your own authority figure. And yes, you, me, all of us, we're members of a society and that society has rules. Now, I can't just shout to the sky, I'm my own authority figure, and then go healthily lay in the street. But in terms of trusting our own self, especially after tangling with or growing up with types who manipulate and gaslight, healing is a return to trusting our own senses above all else. It's a return to our own inner authority so that we cannot and will not get manipulated. And yes, even if you are bipolar or schizophrenic, I do want you coming from a place of self-trust and self-honesty because often I think we get it backwards. Often gaslighting triggers the worst in our mental health, psychosis, mania, depression, so if we're predisposed to these mental health concerns, I want you to know that it's doubly important that you learn to trust your gut as a way to not accidentally give your power away, a way to not accidentally lie or gaslight yourself. Do you find it hard to sleep at night? Then the Sleep Cove podcast can help you. Hi, I'm Christopher Fitton the voice and clinical hypnotherapist behind Sleep Cove. Sleep Cove features sleep hypnosis, meditations and bedtime stories, all designed to help those of you who struggle at night to achieve a restful 
and peaceful night's sleep. Search for Sleep Cove on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and see why Sleep Cove helps millions of people sleep deeply all night long. We learn in healing to get radically honest with ourselves. This is essential in being able to have self-trust. Now, most of us grew up accidentally betraying ourselves, making very natural mistakes, whether we come from abuse or not, because that is the nature of growing and getting older. But a lot of healing is about repairing our own trust of ourselves with ourselves. When we do this, when we develop when we craft a very healthy, trusting relationship with ourselves, the positive consequence of that work is that we will not accidentally give our own power away. We will not let someone else play with our own mind, which ultimately can throw us off center into doubting reality. And it can trigger these unfortunate psychological states. And then the gaslighter has the very best gaslighting fodder to manipulate you with. In that moment, if I feel very paranoid because I don't understand what's going on, I don't trust my senses, I don't know if I can trust this person that I'm supposed to be able to trust that I'm in a relationship with, I'm starting to lose grip on what's real. That's the very best gaslighting fodder because then that gaslighter looks at me and goes, see, You really are crazy. You really don't have a grip on reality. See, my reality was right and yours was wrong. You should always listen to me. See, it's a power move. It's natural to reality check with other people who are near our experience, y'all. Like asking the person in the room with you if they notice the light dimming. If they tell you in direct manipulation, if anything, it's getting brighter in here. You start to think, is it me? What is going on? Am I just imagining things? Am I losing my mind? Am I overly tired right now? Are my eyes okay? Do I need to go get those checked? Creating anxiety, confusion, and untetheredness. We talk a lot in self-development about being grounded. This is a way to feel very ungrounded. We need reality testing with other human beings. The example I always give here is think about any movie where someone sees a UFO. What's the first thing that they say? Did you just see that? I hope somebody just saw that. That is proof of what I'm saying. That is how much we need reality testing. Because when we see something that we ourselves doubt, we're looking to the tribe to go, my goodness, did somebody else's eyes register that? So that we can feel tethered to the ground, grounded, rooted in reality. Non-reality is scary, rightly so. So we just need to make sure, particularly if we are healing from a manipulative history, that the people that we reality test with are solid. They're trustworthy. And that means that they cannot have a big ego problem. They can't have narcissistic traits to do our reality testing with in a healthy way. Imagine in my light dimming scenario that I imagined aloud with you a few minutes ago, imagine if a neighbor happened to show up at my house and entered the living room and said 
wow, it's so dark in here. As just a nonchalant observation, what would that do for me? How would I feel? I'd all of a sudden feel what? Validated. Self-doubt would lighten inside of me and a feeling of self-assuredness of, I'm not crazy, a relief, an exhaling kind of energy that happens when we get confirmation, when we release tension that we're holding in our bodies. We feel calmer when our natural observations are confirmed and substantiated by other people in the tribe who also have a sensory system. This validation is grounding versus untethering. Gaslighting is so insidious and damaging because at the end of the day, we need our grip on reality above almost all else. We need to trust our senses and our experiences. It's sad and we all know it. We all know that untreated, unrealness, untreated psychosis, untethered mania, untreated deep dark depression that digs a deep mental health hole as we sink into despair. It makes most people lost. We have all these fancy criteria. We have all this fancy psychological language. But when I boil it all down, when we don't have our mental health, we are lost. And the worst of the worst that we all know is that people can get so lost that they become homeless. They cope with drugs and alcohol. They self-medicate and they devolve into a deeper non-reality. We need reality. It tethers us. In some ways, I could make the argument that to play with someone's sanity is the cruelest thing that can be done to someone. As people, we can live as quadriplegics. We can be paralyzed from the neck down, immobile, and we can still have a life. We can function. We have our intellect. We have our mindset. We need our minds and our mental health. We cannot take care of ourselves without good, strong, grounded mental health. Toying with someone's relationship with reality, their relationship with themselves, their relationship with their own sensory experience, their eyes, their ears, their intuitive sense, their processing centers is an abuse well beyond physical violence or even sexual assault. And no, it's not ever about rating or ranking who is the biggest victim, whose trauma is the worst. It's about understanding that if someone hits me, I have a mark. Something happened. There was an event. I have a red marker. I have a bruise. Proof of my own trust in my own sanity that I know what happened to me. I know what's going on. The mark is its own reality testing. I could take a picture of it. I can show someone. The mark of physical abuse and yes, it is damaging. Yes, it is wrong. And yes, it has consequences. But in its pure form, it does not take away someone's natural ability to trust their own sensory system and experience and live. So how do you know if you're being gaslit? Here are some pink to red flags to consider. If you have constant self-doubt, if you feel confused often, if you are being told over and over and over again that your feelings are wrong, not right, overreactive, 
We are sensitive souls. Our intuition usually tells us when something is off. So don't let anyone else dim your intuition. It really is one of your superpowers, even if you don't quite know how to interpret it yet. So if you just know in your gut something is off here, I want to encourage you to stay with that until you figure out what it is or until that feeling shifts. Do not gaslight or manipulate yourself by dismissing your own intuitive gut. It's quite the growth point to be able to sit with yourself. And instead of hurrying up just to get to an answer of it must be me to sit with, huh, I don't quite know what's going on here, but I know something feels off. So I'm going to keep my eyes and my ears open until I find out what. That is such a different way to be than going, I'm crazy. I'm confused. Am I dumb? Judging, shaming, and talking ourselves out of trusting our gut. If your gut is tingling, pay attention. It's not about moving through life with some kind of narcissistic, self-absorbed, I always trust myself, I'm 100% right. But it is about offering yourself the nuance of, hey, I'm me and I'm nobody else. And if myself feels this, I'm going to go with there's probably a reason here. You've been gifted with an intuition. If something feels off, it probably is. Even if you don't get any validation or clarifying information right this very second, just hang tight. Allow yourself the idea of what if I trust myself? What if I stay checking in with myself as time allows this situation to unfold? I can gather more information. I can gather more tangible information and more intuitive information. Classic signs of gaslighting include frequently second-guessing yourself. This may be true if you had extremely over-controlling and over-authoritarian parenting. They are often gaslighters without ever realizing it because they overpower your own thoughts, your own feelings, your own desires with their control. Teaching you that your way of being with yourself is wrong, is flawed, and that you really should default to their way of thinking over your own. And we wonder why people who come from this dynamic struggle with decision-making. Did you hear growing up? That was a great decision. What decision would you like to make? I could make that decision, but this time I'd like you to decide. If we grew up with that, we have decision muscles. If we grew up being gaslit and controlled, we can do some work to do some emotional strength training of those muscles now because we need those muscles. If you are constantly apologizing, if you say I'm sorry way too much, you may have endured some gaslighting. If you feel a lot of confusion, a lot of unsettling feeling that something's wrong, but you can't put your finger on it. Remember, your feelings are information. Pay attention to them. And if your gut is whispering or shouting, it's a choice to listen or dismiss it. All right, y'all. I ended up recording about an hour and a half of audio on gaslighting, making this the longest topic we've ever recorded. So we're splitting it up into two parts. Part two will be this month's exclusive Patreon episode. In part two, I'm going to talk about some of my personal experiences with gaslighting 
and I'm going to give you some spiritual binoculars to help recognize gaslighting red flags from a mile away. So to hear part two, along with over 50 additional bonus episodes not available publicly, head on over to patreon.com slash emotional badass. And while you're there, grab your special discount code for the boundaries course. All right, y'all, it's that time of year. Boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. Boundaries are like a bulletproof vest for the gas lighting shots fired. If you know you need that work, what are you waiting for? Come sign up and use code EARLYBIRD23 to save $100 off a full price. Patreon people, find your code. Past participants, check your email for your very, very special discounted code. Or choose any of our payment plans to help you work this course into your budget the way that you need. I cannot wait to meet you. I cannot wait to share with you. And I cannot wait to give you the experience that I call the Boundaries Course. Boundaries are here to protect you to keep you in integrity with yourself and to deal with the manipulation that is out there in the human population. I want you fortified and strong so that you have the energy that you need to live this one precious life and hit your goals and not have it drained by the energy vampires of the world. Come join the Boundaries course, emotionalbadass.com slash boundaries. We have a lot of fun, though the topic is really deep, y'all. I love to have fun with my students when I teach. I am an experiential teacher, y'all. Yes, it is a course. Yes, it has some head knowledge. But I intend so much more than head knowledge for you. When you sign up to learn with me, to spend time with me, I don't want to just throw information at you. I give you an experience. I experience with you. I teach with you for a month and a half. This is weeks out of your entire life. The experience that I take you through in the Boundaries course is an intentional journey that turns our head knowledge, facts, stuff that we know into heart and body knowledge. And at that point, it's not stuff you're learning. It's your own hard-earned, deeply deserved wisdom, and it's you becoming boundaried, light, and love. I'll see you right here next time, or I'll meet you in the Boundaries course. I'm an emotional badass. You are an emotional badass, and together, we are where Moxie meets Mindful. Bye-bye. you find it hard to sleep at night, then the Calm Cove podcast can help you sleep deeply all night long. Calm Cove has deeply relaxing meditation music and ambient sounds like ocean waves and crackling fires. All of our episodes are designed to help you relax and to fall asleep fast. Calm Cove is brought to you by the team behind Sleep Cove, the sleep podcast that consists of spoken word hypnosis meditation and stories. 
So if you want to listen to a beautiful soundscape tonight, search for Calm Cove on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and see how we're helping millions of people relax and go to sleep every night. <laughs>